uh, Christmas passage it is, the song of Zechariah. Let's pray before we look again at that passage. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks. We thank you for your goodness to us in the Lord Jesus and that you have spoken to us again today of his coming. And Lord, we pray that as we look at the song of Zechariah, you would open our eyes to see how gracious and kind and merciful you are, even for sinful failures like us. Amen. Well, I wonder if you have ever said something that you wish, on reflection, that you could have said differently. Mm, It's probably not a good time to look at the person next to you. Um, Have you ever put in as an assignment as a student that you then, on reflection, decided should have been the rough draft? Or perhaps you have felt that you just wanted to change something that you've done so that it worked out better next time. It's often said that to err is to be human. It's also very human to want to have a second chance, another go at this or that, or perhaps another shot at life altogether. We all make mistakes. We all do the wrong thing. And many of us would like a chance to get it right the second time. We'd like a second chance. Just like the one that Zechariah received in our passage today. Have a look at verse 57 with me. When it was time for Elizabeth to have her baby, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbours and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her great mercy and they shared her joy. Uh, we know from the backstory earlier in Luke that Elizabeth and Zechariah were recipients of mercy from God. God had blessed them with a son in their old age, uh, past the age of childbearing, and yet they are given a son, even though it was medically impossible. And this was the good news that Zechariah had refused to believe back in verse 18 of chapter 1 of Luke's Gospel. He refused to believe it, despite the fact that right there in front of him was an angel telling him the news. You would think that would be a pretty telling thing, wouldn't you? you go, okay, it's an angel telling me. And because of his unbelief, the angel had made him unable to speak. And it was a punishment for his unbelief, But it was also a mercy as well, for God did not take away the baby, the promised baby. He still had the good news of a son to cling to. So God gives Zechariah and Elizabeth a son, despite their age and despite Zechariah's unbelief. It is a great mercy, complete, undeserved grace from God. They are recipients of mercy. And as Christians at Christmas, we remember that we too are recipients of mercy. We remember that we too don't deserve forgiveness or salvation or heaven or anything from God. 
Yet through Christ, we have all these things. We owe our very lives to the undeserved mercy of God. If Elizabeth and Zechariah were recipients of mercy, how much more are we? But there was a further mercy for Zechariah. Let's read on. On the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, and they were going to name him after his father, Zechariah. But his mother spoke up and said, No, he is to be called John. They said to her, There is no one among your relatives who has that name. Then they made signs to his father to find out what he would like to name the child. You know, Zechariah had messed up his first response to the angel's message. Now he gets a second chance. Here, Zechariah gets the opportunity to accept the angel's word regarding the new son's name. Back in verse 13, Zechariah had been told that he should call the the boy that was coming John, which means gift of God. Now he has a second chance to respond rightly to the good news of the angel. And we shouldn't underestimate the pressure that is there on Zechariah at this point. Family tradition and custom made it important to name the child after someone in the family. And that's in a very traditional culture. Indeed, to name him John would be viewed as more than a break from tradition. It would be viewed as a snub to the rest of the family. And so it is a big call to call him John. Zechariah has his second chance But there is going to be a cost in him obeying what the angel says. He must defy the expectations of his age and of his family to do what God wants. And at the end of verse 62, we are in suspense. And you get the impression that that's what it was like at that time. As the neighbours, relatives and Elizabeth watch to see what Zechariah will do. What will he do with this second chance? Well, the answer is in verse 63. He asked for a writing tablet and to everyone's astonishment, he wrote, his name is John. Zechariah gets it right the second time. He obeys the word of the angel and his tongue is freed. You can be sure that after not speaking for nine months, everyone heard about his happiness. But the first thing he does is to praise God. That is to tell of the wonderful things that God has done. Zechariah gets it right the second time. He gets his second chance and he takes it. And then he speaks of another second chance. Have a look at verse 68. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he said through his holy prophets of long ago. 
salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. These are some huge promises here. A horn of salvation. The promises of the prophets are to be fulfilled. Israel will be saved from her enemies. How will this be achieved? Well, he goes on to speak of the special role of a certain child. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High. For you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him. To give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. Zechariah's son, John, will be a prophet. And not just any prophet. He will go before the Lord. He will give to his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. For of course it was sin that was the greatest enemy of Israel. For it was Israel's sin that had brought God's judgment on them, climaxing in the exile to Babylon, and then the foreign occupation by the Persians, the Greeks, and then the Romans. It had totally messed up their relationship with God. It was sin that brought them death and judgment. Sin was their greatest problem their greatest enemy. And it wasn't something they could undo either. They couldn't go back and do the right thing because it was already done. And despite great effort, and there really was great effort, they couldn't stop sinning. It was like they were slaves to sin. They needed a second chance, a big second chance. And Zechariah's son, John, was going to tell them the way to get that second chance. He was going to give his people the knowledge of salvation. He was going to show them how their sins could be forgiven. And that is the big second chance of life. Now we know, because we've read on into chapter 3 of Luke, that John does this by pointing at someone, by pointing at Jesus. For it is Jesus who brings forgiveness by paying the penalty for sin through his death on the cross. It is Jesus who gives everyone the big second chance of life, the chance to be forgiven of all the wrongs we've ever said or thought or done. It is Jesus who, if you like, offers to take our slate and wipe it clean, clean forever. It's the second chance we've all been longing for, full forgiveness of all our sin, past, present, and even future sin. 
John points to Jesus, who can give us the big second chance with God. I wonder, friends, if you've ever wanted a second chance. Have you ever wanted to fix up something that you've done wrong, but known that you can't fix it up yourself? That no matter what you do, it will still stay done or said or thought. Friends, the good news of Christmas is that Jesus has paid for all of the fixing up of our sin. And if we put our trust in Jesus, he will wipe our slates clean and we will be forgiven. And if you're sitting here this morning and you have put your trust in Jesus, then this passage tells you again that yes, Your sins are forgiven. All those things you might regret or would have done differently, it's all paid for. You have the big second chance at life where you will definitely get it right the second time in heaven. And if you haven't put your trust in Jesus you're sitting here this morning or you're listening online, then why not consider Christ this Christmas? For a second chance at life would be the best Christmas gift ever. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks. We thank you that in your mercy, you have given us a second chance in Jesus. We thank you for the second chance you gave to Zechariah. But we thank you even more for the second chance you offer to us through faith in Jesus. We pray that we would trust Jesus. We thank you that when we do, we are forgiven. And we long for the day when we will do life again forever with you. And make no mistakes in heaven. And we ask and thank you for all these things. In Jesus' name. Amen.